Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. A woman in her 40s struggling with her children leaving for college and not knowing whether or not she wants to continue to be married. A man in his late 30s being married to someone struggling with bipolar disorder, not knowing how to best support his wife. A woman in her 20s who has been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and PTSD since she was a child, trying to be productive and a functioning adult. A man in his 50s going through the death of his daughter. A boy, 18 years old, being released from a juvenile detention center with no family to return home to. I'm Mary Ellen, and I'm here to talk about how all of these people became okay-ish. So a friend of mine told me the other day that she loves the podcast topics I've been talking about and all the reasons to go to therapy, what therapy is, what mental health is, et cetera, et cetera. But then she asked me a really interesting question. She said, so what's the point of therapy? She then went on to explain that she has thought about going to therapy before for various seasons of her life right? Breakups, moves, day-to-day anxieties, job changes. But she has never gone because she didn't know what the outcome would be, what the end game would be, or really the point of therapy. I am so happy that she brought this up to me because so often I am talking about the reasons to get into therapy, and I really need to also focus on success stories, And why starting therapy doesn't necessarily mean that you will be sitting in that chair or couch every week for the rest of your life. Before I begin and get started on my real life success stories that I just mentioned at the beginning, I wanted to explain some things. So different types of therapy treatment have different views on the points of therapy or rather the end of therapy when therapy begins and ends. So for example, someone who goes to chemical dependency counseling will often move through a structured program with individual and group counseling, and then they'll often have a graduation from therapy anywhere, you know, from one month to 12 months, depending on the program and if they've maintained sobriety during that time. Other community mental health centers often have something called a successful completion where someone goes to therapy for a presenting problem or issue. And then after they have stabilized or that presenting problem or issue has resolved itself, they can then complete therapy. Any inpatient program, and by inpatient, I mean staying overnight at a hospital or center, are typically short-term, again, with a completion date. Now, unfortunately, a lot of the time in these settings, people are often in therapy for reasons other than wanting to go to therapy, like people are often sent to therapy from probation or parole or as a stipulation of getting their state benefits. 
sometimes when that happens, and sometimes in these settings, people will often leave or stop treatment against medical advice. So obviously they do not quote unquote graduate from the program, but people who often stop against medical advice will hopefully come back and retry again when they feel more ready and willing. Now with private therapy, and by private therapy, I mean what I do. I have a private practice where I see clients. I am not affiliated with the state or a hospital or a community mental health center. It's a bit more flexible. People can really come and go as they please, which is one of the beautiful things about a private therapy practice. For example, some clients I see weekly, some I see biweekly, and some I see monthly. Sometimes I see clients weekly for a period of time, and then life circumstances change, or they feel better, and they stop coming, or maybe they go down to once every few months for a tune-up. I love tune-up sessions. It's like going to the doctor for a physical or going to get your oil changed in your car, right? Nothing is really going wrong, but doing a check-in to make sure you're on the right path, you're making good decisions, it's kind of a good grounding technique. I've often thought of it as kind of like hitting the reset button. People often do those kind of tune-up sessions after they've been in therapy more regular, and then they'll stay connected and continue just every few months to just kind of check in. Lots of times, I actually get people who will come to therapy regularly for a period of time because they're going through something, and then they'll stop coming because that issue has resolved itself or they feel better. And then maybe after a period of time, something else comes up in their life. So they come back to therapy. So you get the idea of how it's kind of in a private setting, it's kind of flowing. I have a client who I have seen on and off for, I don't even know how long, (laughs) years, years and years. And sometimes she'll come to me weekly and then sometimes I kind of won't hear from her for like five months. And then she'll call me back and come in and that's awesome. So with that background knowledge, I want to get back to the point of therapy and what this podcast episode is all about. Here's the issue with being asked this question. As much as I loved that my friend asked me this question and brought it to my attention, which led me to do this episode about it, there's no cut and dry answer. The point of therapy is different for everyone. Maybe you're struggling with a mental health disorder and the goal is to understand the disorder, minimize the symptoms, be cured from the disorder in some cases. Maybe you're going through a breakup and you want to come to therapy because your goal is to not sob in the copy room at work. Maybe you go to therapy because you're not sure what your therapy goal is, but you know you want to make changes and improvements and kind of want to check out what it's all about. What makes everyone okay-ish is different, so it's hard to pinpoint one particular goal of therapy. But with that being said, I wanted to take this time and use this opportunity to share some real life stories of people that I have seen in therapy and what their therapy endgames were. That's why I started off this podcast with the dramatic explanations of some of my clients. Don't worry, I have changed information about each person so as not to give away any identifying information so it's all still confidential. 
But I want to dive into these amazing people and their success stories to show what it looked like, what their goal was when they came to therapy, how they achieved that goal, how they became okay, how their goal may have changed a little bit along the way also. So let's dive in. About the woman in her 40s struggling with not knowing whether or not she wanted to be married to her husband after her kids left for college. So she came to therapy and she said right from day one that her goal was to gain clarity on what she wanted, whether or not she wanted to stay married. And if she didn't, why didn't she? Or if she did, why did she? We met bi-weekly, so twice a month, for two years before she made a decision. Man, oh man, she is awesome. But that got tedious. Two years talking about whether or not she wanted to be married. Every time she would come in, she would spend about 50 minutes talking about why she didn't want to be married. And then the last 10 minutes, she would say something like, well, but maybe I can make it work. Or I'm not ready to leave yet. You guys, two years of that. Even though her goal walking into the therapy room was to gain clarity on what she wanted, my goal for her was to gain confidence. She knew what she wanted before I even met her. She just didn't have the confidence or self-assurance to get there. And I have since told her this and she's agreed. She's agreed that, wow, I thought I was gaining clarity, but really I was gaining confidence. When she did leave her husband, she reported feeling like a weight had been lifted, like she felt more herself than she had in the past 20 years. So she continued in therapy. That didn't stop for her. But her therapy kind of morphed. It morphed into less talking about her decision and confidence and self-assurance and more talking about how to successfully maintain a positive relationship with her husband, who's the father of her children with how to manage a life transition like this, with how to cope with her wide array of feelings throughout living on her own for the first time in her entire life. I don't see her as often anymore because she feels a lot better. She feels confident. She feels happy, content. And when I do see her now, it's often more to maintain that level of okay-ish. So about the man in his 30s, trying to figure out how to support his wife struggling with bipolar disorder. Now, I will say it's recommended that people struggling with bipolar disorder attend therapy themselves to manage and mitigate their symptoms. By the way, stick with me. I'm going to do a whole episode all about bipolar disorder and why it's not really what you think it is. Anyways, at the time that this guy came to see me, his wife was refusing to go to counseling. She didn't want it. So many times when people are suggested to go to therapy and refuse, it's because of fears, stigmas, vulnerabilities, fears, fears, and more fears. We all know this. That's what we've been talking about on this podcast. But anyways, when he came to counseling, his goal was to learn more about bipolar disorder, to learn how to best support her, to learn how to support someone, how to help someone who wasn't at the time helping themselves. He wanted to figure out things that he was doing that were making things worse. He wanted to figure out things that he could do to help and support and make things better. He also wanted to get support through his struggle. 
he was feeling down and out about his wife not wanting to go to therapy and kind of feeling like he was on the journey alone a little bit. So fast forward, his wife did end up going to therapy for herself. And when that happens, she finds a different therapist because there would be a conflict of interest. But he also learned ways to manage his own emotions. He developed a really, really great support system of family and friends. He ended up learning about himself a lot through learning about his wife's bipolar disorder. He learned better communication skills, what he needed from her, how he could best support her too. Now they have a really less volatile relationship. Now his goals were not as cut and dry as the previous client. His point of therapy was not a, let me figure out if I want to stay or leave. His was more of an internal process, a more of a changing patterns and behaviors and thought processes. Now I'm happy to say that they're happily married. Their communication is phenomenal compared to what it used to be. And when they fight, it's nicer and more productive. So that was his end goal. That was his purpose of therapy. So moving on to the woman in her 20s with previous diagnoses of anxiety, depression, and PTSD. For those of you who don't know, PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, she was interesting because when she first started seeing me, she had been in therapy her whole life. It was not her first time in therapy because of the diagnoses that she had. She'd been going to therapy since she was like 10. She knew the coping skills. She knew how to communicate. She was very self-aware. She knew the lingo. Her goal of coming to therapy at that time was to make sure that she was maintaining these things that she learned in childhood about her anxiety, depression, and PTSD into adulthood. She wanted to make sure she carried those things with her. She wanted to make sure she maintained a job, maintained her relationship. She knew that as an adult, it wasn't going to be very happy or productive if she had days at a time where she couldn't get out of bed. So I've been working with her for three years. And guess what she told me just the other day? She said, Marianne, don't take this personally. I love talking to you, but I really don't have anything to talk about today. How amazing is that? That's the goal. That is the goal. And that's what being okay-ish looks like for her. Now with her, we'll still see each other for maintenance, maybe once a month or once every other month. But she doesn't need that weekly or bi-weekly support. She's got it. She just needs chickens right now. And moving on to the man in his 50s who came to counseling due to the accidental death of his daughter. So horrible. Often with things like this, I hear people say, well, why go to therapy at that point? Like, what's the point? It's not going to bring the daughter back. And that's absolutely right. And it's so hard. But did him and I work on being able to focus on and remember the positive memories of his daughter? Yup. Did we work on being able to accept that his daughter's death was a horrible accident, but that it was no one's fault and blaming everyone and being angry for the rest of his life would do no good? Yup. And did sometimes we just sit together in sadness so that he could get support and just have a safe place to fall apart? Yep, we did that too. 
his goal was truly the meaning of okay-ish. He knew that he wasn't going to come to therapy and leave feeling on top of the world, skipping out the door. At that time, he just wanted to be able to manage and cope. And guess what? He can look at pictures of his daughter and feel sad for sure, but also feel really happy talking about her and her memories. He's less angry now. He's more at peace now. And lastly, to the boy who was 18 and just getting out of a juvenile detention center with no family to go home to, I'm going to be honest here and share that this client is one throughout the years that has really hit me hard. He was awesome. He was a mess when I first met him. I worked with him for two years. And when I started seeing him, he had just turned 18 and had literally been released from the juvenile detention center maybe a few days beforehand. He had been moved from that detention center to a dingy apartment that his parole officer had set him up with, with strangers as roommates and not in a safe part of town. He didn't have a license. He didn't even know how to drive, let alone have a license. He didn't have a job. He had no family. He didn't have any friends. He was in a juvenile detention center for three years, so he didn't have any friends. He literally didn't know how to be an adult or live on his own. The only person checking in on him to support him was his parole officer and me. He went to jail as a kid and came out as an adult. You guys, by the time I stopped working with him, he had a job. He was enrolled in college. He had an awesome and healthy girlfriend. But this is the best part. He was hopeful. He was stable. He was making healthy decisions. He knew how to make himself a meal. He wasn't crying himself to sleep at night. He still had a lot to work on. Absolutely. There were lots of family issues and concerns, and he, he had a really bad childhood and a really bad history, but he was to a point where he was struggling with those things still, yes, but he was hopeful about his future, and he was struggling with them less. They weren't impacting him as much. He was actually pretty happy. So hopefully these stories just give you examples to help understand what the point of therapy is. And examples to see that the point of therapy or the purpose of therapy is different for everyone and that you get to decide. Hopefully these stories help you able to see that sometimes there's no end, just a slowing down. Sometimes there is an end, but all of that is up to you. You get to decide what success looks like based on your wants and needs and struggles, and that everyone has a different definition of what it means to be okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. 
Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.